Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hawley of the Golden Hours Podcast, and this is a GDP Minute. Really quick, guys. My audio maxed out on the last one. I've had to record this opener a couple times. I'm going to make it quick so I don't mess it up. The podcast has been a shit show recently. Had a couple canceled episodes. Had a couple episodes that didn't work. And in turn, this episode was about 30 minutes. My guest backed out last minute. I hit up my boys Imani and Elijah. Said, yo, meet me at the studio. They ended up getting there super late and getting caught in LA traffic. So we only had about 30 minutes with this one. Anyway... I still had a great time. We ran this episode back in 2018 and it never aired, back when I had a co-host. Now, Imani and Elijah are two young grinders, man. They run a company called Free World, which essentially they produce rap videos. And they've been doing that forever. They have an interesting perspective about shifting from Boston to LA. And now they're really trying to put their foot down in the corporate world and make a corporate bag. And I don't blame them. It's pretty much all I've really been focused on recently is like, I gotta get my fucking money up, man. It's time to get to the fucking bag. The real bag. The seven-figure bag. Um, That's what I've been fucking focused on, man. I got big money goals nowadays, brother. I'm ready to hit them. I'm ready to put my friends in places to fucking execute on their goals. And I'm ready to have leverage in every situation I'm in. Truthfully. And uh, I'm not afraid to say it, brother. I've been in this game a long time, man. Anyway. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. The Zuvies in 13 days. Gotta execute. We'll have an episode out before then. All love, brethren. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just, you forgot to enter. Now, listen. This morning, this afternoon, everybody in this room could have folded and dissipated, dissolved, and died. But given the fact that we're not from the snake pit, We came to the snake pit to become the master snake. We have to continue to execute. Are you? Hold on, hold on. Because you've been on the show before. It just never airs. You sound a lot like Master Ugly right now, bro. I don't even know who that is, but let me finish. Anyway, with that being said, we have a concise amount of time, but I feel like we can actually, not only seeing as we're all content creators, create incredibly valuable content, but also do a little deep dive at what YouTube been up to recently. With that being said, though, who's producing the episode today? Alex. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. So, I'm moving real close. The f- I think it was the seventh or maybe sixth episode of this show I've ever produced. It never aired for a few reasons. We recorded it on top of my father's ep- office, and. Back at that time, I had a co-host. You guys remember? I do. Yeah. He was a fellow light skin. Mm-hmm. And he worked in the office that we were recording it at. Mm-hmm. And he thought it would be wise to smoke and drink on said episode. And I got secondhand high from you guys. You went up there and you, you were chief in blizzies. But on my left camera right, I have Imani Pina. And Elijah, I honestly don't even know your last name. Last name is Harris. And I have Elijah Harris of Free World in Sweden. Sweden is fire. That's hilarious. <laughs> now, I've heard many, but I have not heard Sweden. Sweden, is Sweden. Now, do you guys remember on that first episode, this is back in 2018, what you guys were doing? Yeah, so 
We were, off, we were on the we were road boys at the time. That was the road boy time. That was back and forth from New York every other night, just randomly. Spending weekends in, uh, in the city, filming all these up-and-coming artists from Queens. Shout out B-Law, you know what I mean? Um, doing his thing, Shrine. You know what I'm saying? We got some videos on our channel. But yeah, you can, you can see the remnants of that still um, on our YouTube. We, we, we documented a lot back then. But we were road boys going everywhere and everywhere, anywhere and everywhere trying to get the job done, right? <sighs> Spending nights in that golf, whipping it around with our whole lives in the backseat, peso doing shows all over the city. Yeah, we were filming like a video or like five videos <laughs> like a day. This specific <laughs> so, time, you guys were, at that time, you guys were planning on coming out to L.A. Yeah, yeah. We had been here, but we were planning to come back. Did you fly out or did you drive out that time? No, we had got, we had got flown out. We were planning on packing our stuff up and coming out here, but we got, um, we were taking trips out here. And we wanted to just like come and make it like, like official again and then get the Rich Kid video. And that was the video that changed it all. Now, before we move on, can you guys just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do, just so people know? Yeah, so um, me and Elijah, since we, when we first moved out here, like uh, 2016, on just like some college shit, like just a big house full of fucking um, youngins trying to get it. You know, I called up my cousins and, and anyone who was down. We came out here, started a production company, started with me like filming uh, fitness, fitness uh, gurus and like Instagram fitness models and stuff like that. And then eventually it like replaced our jobs. So that allowed us to like fund our creative stuff, uh, our creative like endeavors is like where you see Free World, our media outlet. So we put all our music up on there. And then like when we link up with artists that we just fuck with, um, we try to put together like events, shows, experiences, stuff that like the fans don't usually get anymore. Um, but yeah, like we both make music. We, we both make um, like our own music, music videos. And for everyone that like we uh, deal with, we do the same thing. So. It's kind of just like, I've always seen the, the end goal being a universe where like, it's like uh, Adult Swim meets MTV, right? That's kind of been my, my end all. Like I'm really into like animation, really into like stuff like that. And everybody who we fuck with is kind of into the same shit. So it, it really is just that. Like we have those two different names, Free World and Swaven, because Swaven is where we do like the professional stuff. We house uh, like, we have companies like an agency, so like we'll work with the company and do all their media. You know, they will like put them on YouTube, handle their social media, we'll come up with ads for them, and then like we'll link up with marketers and like make a campaign for them. So that's like we try to keep it a little bit separate from this like wild side of things where we're with these rappers that are like smoking booth pack, as Connor would say, all riding around all over Boofington. the place in in in, uh, in Mopars. I gotta. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta send you to put in the, in this video the behind the scenes from that last September shoot when you pulled up. But, oh, great! Yeah, we gotta so keep good. that stuff. In the Hyundai, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, the it was Land Shark, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> we got up to that stuff and um, and se keep it separate from Swaven, which is like a little bit more corporate. But you know, at the end of the day, we're just some young hustlers, bro. Like we're pretty young, just trying to make it. What happen. Amani's trying well to say this: well they're chasing the bag. And they know oh, when you approach a corporation who has the mega bag, they don't want to see that you're a videographer shooting rap videos. They want to see, oh, shit, you've worked with other legitimate brands before. So you separate the two that way. Yeah. But your bread and butter over the past four, five, six years has been rap videos. Up until oh, the, yeah, up, I would say up until the last two years. Elijah, go ahead. No, I was going to say a lot, a lot of different types of videos. But um, I would say a heavy focus on like music videos and, and rap videos for sure. Yeah, like, the, like the music videos was the easiest way for us to scale because as just us two, if we link up with a group of rappers, 
Like, if we get in touch with 10 rappers in the course of a week and we're like, yo, fuck, fuck the last dude who did your video. We'll do five videos for that same price. Right now, let's go. And then, like, we would just hustle, you know? So it's like, yo, we just, at one point it was like, yo, we, if we just make a thousand dollars a day, like, we'll, get, we'll cake up, right? So let's just try to book a shit ton of videos. It's like back in the day. We would just be linking up with But then you guys were just sitting on tons of footage, right? Oh, bro. Yeah, still. Bro, you guys bro, are footage still. kings. Not only the footage yeah. kings, bro, the Safari tabs king. <laughs> okay. Still will pull up Chrome. Bro. <laughs> bro, this dude will pull up one Safari browser and it has like 76 tabs. I'm like, bro, what is going on in your brain? That's just a, one window in the, in the desktop. It's like four windows. On one computer. Yeah. Of all five. Yeah. Yeah. Guys got a lot of ideas, brethren. <laughs> yeah, you know. Gotta but keep the mind with it. The terrible, terrible music video days, the terrible team music video days, I missed those. That was crazy. Staying up three days in a row, just fucking editing mad music videos, same day. Getting shit done. It's nuts. You know, now we got like dope ass people like Fibs, shout out Fibs, who's just out here, uh, linked up with like a bunch of um, editors that kind of took a while for like there to be quality editors on the scene and not just like a bunch of like tutorial editors, but like there's like dudes that are really like young and got their own flavor with the edits. Oh, you guys have been outsourcing some of the edits? Yeah, we've been collaborating now. Like we've been doing edits and then like for like more, like for like 3D shit and more advanced edits or like. Even like now, bro, if I have an idea for edits, I'll just do like one scene, how I feel like it should look. Like one scene, I'll do the effects and then I'll send it to Fibs and he'll take that same vision, take it to another level and then apply it to the rest of those scenes. You know? So Elijah, I'll ask you this. So when you like rewind over the past four or five years, how big of a deal is that Rich the Kid video in terms of like where you're at now and like your goals now? To be real, um, I don't, did they ever drop it? I don't think they ever dropped it. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, they never dropped it. Yeah, they never came out. But we um, got the back though. So yeah, it was it was worth it. The experience and you know the the networking, the, the connections. We filmed it with um, Evion, uh, Evion John. Shout out Evion. Yeah, shout out Evion and and uh, fucking uh, Ethereum homies, bro. Yeah, he big, he was one of the first dudes to like pop in the NFT wave, um, like like really early. Like he was like educating me about it really early. Bro was on. Yeah, and he he's knew. like. <laughs> yeah, they just like they just launched into the um into like metaverse too. Like they're they're all the way in Web three. Like you can have your homie and you, play a video that. game, and like your homie's your character. Like in certain VR games and and, and probably Minecraft too soon if it's not already. But yeah, that is, I didn't even know that. That's an next level. But yeah, the Rich Kid video was fucking nuts. Well, yeah, pivoting back to that, that was your first taste. The Rich the Kid video was your first taste of like being in the industry. Uh, as far as us being the service, like being hired by the industry and that le on that level, yeah. Like we've been yeah. in buildings before, but we're in there as like a friend, as like a, as like, you know, crew, as a gang. We're not there as like a paid coming to us, like, hey, we need our videos to look like your videos. That was the first time that that, that was a thing. Like on a label level, I would say, yeah. Because you did work with Pierre. But yeah, but that's just like, yeah, it's just like Pierre, like artists who are signed will just hit me like, hey, can you edit this video? It's yeah. not the same. So what was that like? Which one? Uh, the Rich Kid video? Yeah. Uh, so I would say that was, I was surprised, bro. I was surprised because like the first thing that like blew my mind was I thought it was gonna be so much more professional. Like I thought they were gonna be coming with a plan. I thought they were gonna come with ideas. They were pretty much just like, hey, let's, get this shit let's, let's go do your thing. And I'm like, all right, well, you're gonna have to give me a day to write up a plan if you just like, you guys give me no info, you know? And it was also something where, like, they wanted to work on the process of, like, kind of, like, reimbursement. 
So it was like a fight, which I didn't think I was going to have to have with them to like get money before so he would book stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand how they don't get this or are they just trying to bully me because how am I supposed to like book this IMAX place out? So we, we, had we booked VR. like this crazy VR room. Like the metaverse. You know, right? like, like, yeah, like metaverse type shit. How are we supposed to do all this stuff without money? So there was like, it was like bittersweet. Like that stuff kind of sucked. But then like I was really like, at that time, I was hungry. So that presented a, like a moment for me to really step up, you know? So I was like, just came and started going crazy. We set up our scenes. You guys were shooting on like Ronins with A7S2s, right? A7, 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 A7 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 A7S2s. Um, and then A7 III. I think, yeah, I think they have one A7 III. Yeah. One A7 III, A7 II. For reference, for anyone listening, these are DSLR cameras that are just like yeah, your, your standard DSLR cameras. There's like no more than 2,000. It's not like a cinematic movie camera that most music videos are shot on today. Yeah, no. Like uh, nowadays, yeah, we'll shoot on like a 6K cam, like a Black Magic and shit like that. You guys were on the A7S II at that September shoot though, yeah? Uh, we were, we were on threes. Yeah, the threes. A7 threes. Threes. Bro, it doesn't matter. Like it literally doesn't matter yeah. what you shoot on, bro. Yeah, I mean, especially Consumers for shit like not, that, bro. Bro, people are going to see this footage, and people are not would not know the difference between this and uh, Blackmagic 4K. People don't care. As long as you get it, yeah. I mean, HD, it's, it's... Yeah, as long enough. as it's, like, nowadays, as long as it's HD, it's cool. You know? I mean, I mean and what the editors could do with it. Like, it depends how you make it look. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, because there's also that whole wave of, like, the nostalgia and, like, wanting things to look like older cameras anyway. You know for sure. Saying? There's an aesthetic. Yeah, you guys should just start shooting on a camcorder. We did. We you did. Didn't see the, the, those eight cameras that I shoot, two of them were, were old VHS cams. Yeah. yeah, you guys are that kid holding the light, your family crest. <laughs> well, Why? Go standing there loyal as hell with the light. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's that guy. Thing. He was that guy that night for damn sure, brethren. Yeah, I got to really give him uh, producer credits and gaffer credits. Yeah, you guys should start putting all your videos on IMDb. For real? Why not? That's not Probably. a bad idea. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now. That's true. I mean, one thing that happened that I didn't realize is, like, one day I did just, like, and I always thought this was bullshit, like, when I, like, watch people, like, achieve any type of success in anything that has, like, views and numbers. Like, I did wake up one day and look on the internet, and, um, like, there's a website that you can see, um, like, all the reviews, like, all your videos have done. Like, it just, like, puts them all together. Social Blade? Uh, it's not, I don't know if it's Social Blade, but it's like that. And, um... But I went on it and I just looked at all these videos that I've done too, like you know the peer videos, mad different videos, God, uh, like just mad different videos. But I looked at them and bro, that shit is like, it hit me. I was like, bro, this is like eight million views. This is nuts. Collaboratively. Yeah, I'm like, this is fuck. But still, I wouldn't have thought. I thought I was thinking like maybe we have like two hundred thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight million. I was like, bro, nah, we got to start doing things different. And that's why where we are now. Like start like you know like. It's just like that. Act, that moment actually happening was fucking crazy. Looking at the, at the the computer and seeing that, and not even like I don't know, knowing it's like when you really want to do some shit. I guess like yeah, you don't check that shit at all like every day. Like, I don't know. See, I think what would be valuable, I think where you guys have an interesting perspective is essentially you're like six, seven year entrepreneurs now. Okay, now if you reflect back to even the days before you came out here to shoot the Richie Kid video, what was like one thing you wish you had known back then that you've learned? And, like, don't, like, sugarcoat it, like, every day you're out here making a fucking bag. No. I'm living the same life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the same shit. It's not even like that. I mean. I'd be eager to hear Elijah's. I would say persistence and and consistency. Uh, I think that's just the biggest thing. Um, 
Oh, that's just what's yielded the most results, you know, staying consistent to a, to a, a pattern that yields results. You're not going to go wrong. But Why have you had periods where, like, you feel like your work ethic is tapered or? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, some periods longer than others, but, yeah, 100%. You know. And I've, I've, all this time, just that's the most important part, um, consistency. Just keeping that fucking yeah, train if going. Bro, I've, consistency will outwork, like, any, like, motivation or spur. But you got to be consistently working on the right stuff. A hundred percent. Yeah, you can't yeah, be consistently, you know, being on your ass. <laughs> yeah. You agree, money? Yeah, it's pretty. It's. I was gonna say pretty much that, and more so, I would go back and tell myself if I could really tell myself something, bro. I would tell myself, um, like, when like with the free road stuff, what you're doing, like, I would tell myself to, don't sacrifice any level of that for like going to like. Like get a, a bag or whatever, because like a lot of times I feel like uh, a big factor of inconsistency is like I'll work with a company that's like way bigger than where I'm at, and it takes me like I'm, I want to zero in, I want to get the job done, so I like stop everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, it's nothing's ever really worth you not like staying on po- on point with your mission. That's why I really fuck with what you do and how you like get sponsors and, and always have like reached out to get the bag, but it's always like you know aligned with what your mission is. Yeah. So, like, I would just tell myself to stay a little bit more focused and, like, don't really go this way or that way for the bag. I just don't know how to do anything else. It's a, yeah, it's then go for your that. goals at this point. Like, I have no Like, what else would we be doing on this planet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I'd be back in Taunton smoking Blue Pack with Cousin T. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out Cousin Yo. T, man. No, you got to give Beans a shout out. Pops T, yeah. Yo, oh, yeah. Sh- yeah, shout out Beans right now. It's at the crib with Swish, man. Big yeah. Swishing team. <laughs> Real nigga. So, um... And I actually want to provide my perspective. I would have taught myself earlier how to learn the intangible skills. Like, that's the first thing I would have learned in terms of, like, grit, discipline, um, social confidence. Because through those things, I feel like I've learned more skills that are applicable to business and getting out on your goals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you don't have those, you can't make, you can't move. You know what's dope, too? I love how, like, when we pulled up to this rooftop that you invited us to the that one night. I love how we were there, right? Whenever you go, like, grab somebody, like, new, um, everybody's just like, oh, Connor is oh, such a, he knows everybody, like. Bro, I wasn't trying to impress Connor my knows, shorty that night. That's the only reason <laughs> he's I was like, doing Connor, But he's like, Connor knows everybody. Connor knows everybody. And I'm just like, bro, everybody's impression of you is already that you know everybody. Yeah. yeah. Bro, good one. I'm as full of shit as the next guy out here. In I the know, but, 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 hey, you it is, need, hard, it is so that. hard to pull up to L.A. and do that. Uh, you think so? Unbelievably. Yeah, most yeah, people can't do that. In a little bit. Like, I get, like, yeah, like, for people like us, networking isn't, like, we'll pull up and, and just talk. Bro. We've been to some great events together we, already. Yeah, that's right. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. Got the best coming one up. coming, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's a fact. Zuvi, Zuvi, Zuvi. Big Zuvi. Now, now, real quick, how long did you guys stay at the Mimosa Club after I left? Oh, we oh, stayed there for a little bit. Yeah. Was that a great event? Hours. Yeah, it was yeah. a good one. It was, it was a good it was one. A cool time. Yeah. yeah, we stayed there for a couple hours, I think. I don't want to indict myself on this, but it was it was a great one. And we made great connections. Was there some legal trouble there? No, no, it was just like some shorties, some some things. I was gonna say if you if you say you don't want to date yourself, he's gonna ask <laughs> what the yeah, reason for that. It's is. like you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I you're feel on it. camera, man. At this it. point, bro. <laughs> At this point, bro. Full what do you mean? We, we was there. You left us there. We had the booth pack. We pulled the booth pack out. I mean, yeah. Carleb pulled up. You know what I'm saying? Sauce was there. 
he pulled up. Oh, oh yeah, thoughts pulled they started up, playing Fabio four, and I mean like, oh yeah, I, I, I may or may not have sturdy. gotten sturdy in the middle. Nah. Carleb, we may or may not have been blowing booth pack, dancing in circles. Carleb wasn't hitting the booth pack. No, he wasn't hitting the booth pack. Me hitting the booth pack. And, and Elijah was definitely. Hitting oh, I was. I was. He was definitely. I saw that first dance. So Elijah's just there with his curls, and we're at this table, and you know, it's just it somehow just turns into us and just like seven major almost baddies but sixes at best you know but like for, for their <laughs> baddies, I'm gonna cut this up and send this to the promoter so let's be kind yeah bro there are major <laughs> baddies but like sixes at best but baddies are over there but, but you were loose so they were looking like eights. that's what I'm saying and it was fire so it was fire but, and also you know they were the most fire shorties there so it was like we had the whole table it was just us you were feeling like the man yeah it was oh, feeling yeah. crazy I was really feeling like Andrew Tate right there right I was like this I was like yeah, who wouldn't want to be me? Feeling hella, <laughs> feeling hella alpha. You know, it was hilarious. But I kept getting up to dance, and then it got really hot. So. Oh yeah, no, it was hot as fuck. Yeah, day. it just got really hot. Excuse me, it got too hot. Yeah, so we stayed for like another like hour and a half after you left. I'll tell you something I learned at that event. Yeah. So, the DJ's job is impeccably important. Oh my god. It was not like this in Boston. Boston is a one-size-fits-all DJ. They play 40, 50 of the same songs. White chicks drink the White Claws. They get loose. Dudes, you know, they're wearing the Mm button-up. They got their finance job. They hate their life. You know how it works. Anyway, that dude was killing it, bro. Killing it. Yo, for for LA especially, that was really crazy, yeah. The fact that he played such different music and, like, it was all hits. He played also fire old music. His old music selection, crazy. But I don't know. Didn't, didn't we yet kind of know the DJ? He's like, does, did you know the DJ? Did you never? No, I know the promoter. the promoter. I think he got behind there at one point, the promoter. Yeah, no, he, he did. He was he, did. he was behind there. He did pop up. The, um, um, Same suede. He, he, yeah, no. He popped up, like, after you left and went crazy. Like, he went crazy. Shorties were getting crazy. Huh? Shorties were getting crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, talking, joint, like, like jumping, hands on your knees, hands on the floor, like, yeah. booties oh. rolling. So it sounds like I got out of there at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Connor pulls up and he sees that he's like, you know what I'm saying? Like the only dude without melanin in the building and he's like feeling himself. He's like, word, this is my, this is my this vibe. Is my only white guy here. This is my element. I'm going. But then I, I spotted out my enemy though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a talk with that guy. There could only be one. Listen, there can only be one white guy in the function and Irish Hercules is here. Irish Hercules. <laughs> you got to know. Yeah, I don't know where he went after that, but I didn't see him. No, I told him to scat. Yeah. <laughs> he left with a shorty. As you should. Now, I think you guys will also have an interesting perspective. I think this would be valuable. Um, okay. Um, you guys have been ingratiated in the actual music industry out here in Los Angeles. And mm. obviously we can send this to people in Boston. What are a couple things you think Boston artists aren't understanding? And let's not be bashful. Like, what do you oh. think they can actually improve on? Yeah, I talk to Boston artists all the time, dog, still to this day. Um, and like work with them often. Um, I'm actually trying to bring a lot of the industries, like as much as I can, I'm trying to get, bring the resources back to Boston. But the biggest thing that I think Boston artists don't understand, I think they are starting to get it though. Like, cause there are some camps, I just don't know if the knowledge is being like shared um, as well as it could be, right? But it's very evident that there's a lack of understanding about what the labels want, right? And and it's not like they don't care, like it's not like they don't go to Boston. It's not like the labels like aren't giving you attention because you're from Boston. A lot of artists in Boston put themselves in a box by not thinking they're ready or they're at that point. And then also they don't focus on the music. So like it's really hard. You can do it, but it is really hard to get any label attention and traction if you don't have the music. Like you have to have the music. And the following, right? 
Mm. I would I would argue just I would argue I've seen too many people that are like people's favorite artists right now that artists that I work with even that didn't have the following before they got um, signed or put in quality music. really great rooms because of label attention. You know, like it's not hard to get a good A and R. In Boston, what they need to understand is like you can't just walk and run into a dude in the at a function that you can't hear who's an A&R or who is a manager for this guy, like how you can experience, right? But what you can do is the same thing via social media and then you can travel, you can go to New York and that experience is there. Like there's a lot of these functions and that's what the people that are in Boston, their success does come from that. They're linked up with people who, you know, have super great ties to the people in those cities or who are in those positions. So yeah, it's just not hard, it's just, it's just connection, it's networking. A lot of people in Boston, a lot of artists in Boston, they don't have camps. So it's like they're just, they're solo. Independent doesn't mean you're by yourself. You can be an independent artist and have a team. So I would say that that's the biggest thing. I was just going to say uh, curating like a specific sound. So I think we were talking about this like the other day or earlier too. Um, if you don't have like a quality sound, the following's not going to matter. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, in the long run. And uh, like labels are like, yeah, we were talking about this. Labels are like so hungry for just like new sounds and new music. Um, like original sounds? Original, yeah, yeah. Really original music. So it's like, Curating that, I think, is the most important aspect that people need to understand. What I'm learning, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, what, what labels want is they want to get in on the ground floor of someone's career. Big as much as possible. Okay. <laughs> you guys mind if we just... Oh, yeah, we might have to. You guys mind just giving us five minutes? We'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We gotta use that. You gotta use that. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you gotta use that. <laughs> Talk about booth pack. Anyway, um, all right, wait, just say it concisely again because I think that's valuable. What should Boston artists oh, be doing? Focusing on, yeah, curating a specific sound that, sorry, that is quality, you know, in. Not so much, like I guess, emblemic of, of 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 other sounds and other styles. You know, New York music sounds like New York music. Chicago music sounds like Chicago music. Boston music doesn't sound like Boston music. Mm -hmm. Boston doesn't have a sound yet, and I think that that's what people are trying to do. It's but getting closer doing. though, don't you? Think? It's getting a lot closer. People are trying to do that, but it is. It is getting a lot you know. closer. But like I, was, like I said, bro, a lot of people and like so. Honestly, like I would have shout out and give them the respect because um, like Joiner and Millie's, I think are. Are doing something amazing. Stiz also Stiz, set a yeah. retarded foundation. We got Shout some amazing things going on with like Van Buren. Um, there's a, a like vintagely. I think Charlea is like needs so many flowers, bro. Charlea needs so many flowers because the female artist that she uh, works with and mm -hmm. and the and the female community in the Boston like music scene. I think it's gonna be the most amazing creative thing like we've ever seen. And then there's um, there's another girl. I can't even remember her name right now. But Marika works with, worked with her. The and, girl from Brockton. Um, I'm not sure if she's from Brockton. Marika worked with her. She she she's um, like younger. Though. She popped up on that Tyler the Creator um, Converse like interview thing. Nemes. Yeah, Nemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's a lot of like super creative. Like we have we have so much for it to be showcased in a unified way. That's the thing that really does it. Yeah. yeah. It, collaboration. The sound needs, yeah. needs to be a little bit more. I'll tell. Unique to Boston. I'll tell you something too. Like. 
Yo, the skills you'll develop from just fucking hustling on your own in Boston are so fucking amazing when you come out here, bro. Oh, yeah, dog. Unbelievably. Unbelievable. Yeah, everyone who's afraid to leave Boston to come to a major, a major city to go to, like, New York or L.A., especially L.A., like, you just got to hurry up and make the move. Yeah. It's come out here for a second and try it out. Like, I guarantee you your work ethic, would, like, you could be lazy in Boston. It's, 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 it's hard working over here, bro. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. and it's not to, like, shit on anybody. It's just that, like... Bro, it's like we're used to really having to get up and go get it. Yeah, just to have the ability to get things done on your own over there is incredibly applicable when you come out here. 100%. 100%. Um, Before Booth Pack Bobby comes back in, what are you guys promoting right now? Give me something nice. Give you a nice clip. Yo, our biggest offer right now, if you've got business, all right, if you're a small artist, if you're a major artist and your team is slacking, if you have anything that is on the internet and needs to get more reach, just hit us up. Hit, hit, go to my Instagram, go to Eli's Instagram, go to Connor's Instagram and find my Instagram. Everything is in my bio. If you find this wave on Instagram, there's a link there. You could book an appointment. I'm talking about we'll take you from point A. I'm, I'm Grant Cardone in you, bro. We're 10Xing. We're 10Xing whatever you got. Just come over to us. We'll put you on YouTube. We'll give you a thousand subscribers. We'll make your shit pop. Clip that. I will. And I'll also give you a plug. I think with these two gentlemen, what you can expect, and it's the reason I like hanging out with them, is no matter how... All right, I got you, Alex. No matter how much... I like hanging out with these guys because they're driven as fuck, and they're trying to get to the bag. It's infectious energy. Love you guys. Appreciate you. All right, this is how we, we start and end the show. Yeah. You gotta say hi, your name, and that was my golden hour. Directly after hi, your name. No, hi, your name, this is my golden hour. Hi, your name, that was my golden hour. Boom, I'm gonna give you one try. Wait, bro. Hi, I'm Imani, and this is my golden hour. And then hi, I'm Imani, that was my golden hour. All right, bet, ready? Just right now? Go ahead. All right, hold on, hold on. It's getting busy in the snake pit. Alex wants us to end it. <laughs> right, right, we right, got to right. do it like alternating. Hey, no, no, right here, right here, right here, right here, right here. Go. What's up? I'm Amani. That was my golden hour. <laughs> hey, wait, hold on. Hey, I'm Amani, and this is my golden hour. What's up? I'm Amani. All right, yeah. just cut it. Just yeah. wrap it. Go ahead. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter.